0: Welcome to this edition of the Bench Bros Sports Podcast. What's up, everybody? We're glad you could join us today as we're a bunch of sports junkies debating about the hottest topics going around in the world of sports. I'm your host, Wesley Splane. Joining me today are Anthony Frattini and Brandon Farrell. Guys, what's happening in this cold month of May?
1: Hey, hey, hey. Will you speak for yourself when you say cold.
0: It's 40 it was snowing today.
1: Are you serious? I was I was literally yeah. gonna ask you, did you
0: get snow? Yeah. Unbelievable. Wow. It was freezing here Add that to the weirdest part of 2020. 2020 just gets worse. How's it down by you, Brad? You really want
1: me to answer that question? Raining? Nah, it was like 90 degrees today.
0: Oh, that just made me warmer. So
1: lucky. (laughs) His house is five degrees warmer after that. That just makes me
0: pissed off in a good way. (laughs)
1: Got the the AC on 69 here.
0: Yeah, keep it nice and cool. You always got to keep it on – I think 69 is just like the safe temperature.
1: No, well, my place is 68, 70. My place is pretty big, so upstairs it gets hot, so I I keep it pretty low. Uh, It doesn't matter. Upstairs is always hot, though. She's got a 4,000-square-foot penthouse right in downtown Tampa. I keep it
0: 110. (laughs) Keeps me sweaty all the time.
1: Wes being in that sauna all day.
0: Yeah. Sweaty. Sweaty for sports. Sweaty for life.
1: Sweaty for the podcast. Dirty man.
0: (laughs) Dirty man. Take a shot. My laptop is leaking. (laughs) I can see you sweating right now. I'm just thinking of all the thoughts in my head and it's just making me sweaty. Dude, Brent, when we moved him into his place in in New York, he couldn't fi- He didn't know how to shut off the like the heater, and it was dude. It was so hot in this kid's house. I was we were moving in furniture, and I was just su- completely soaked with sweat. Yeah, but you and showed was, up like, two mid-weekly. and a half hours later than everyone else started. Though boy, oh, I was like sick with like strep throat. I was so, I was so, sick. I know, I but I'm saying like we were even hotter because we were like, damn, how can we turn this fucking thing down? And then I found out all you got to do is turn it to the right and you can shut it off because the landlord never told us. Come on, boy, common sense. Well, dude, we had the U haul, we had the time crunch, so it was like, let's get this shit in now and then we'll figure <coughs> it out later. New York City, New York City, time crunch. Speaking of the time crunch. We touched on it last week about sports coming back, and it's been a long two months. I think it's now 60 days without sports. I could be wrong there, but it feels like it's been three years almost. But we got some dates. We got some notable alleged dates. Now, granted, these dates can change. The KBO begins May 5th. That's the Korean baseball, which, by the way, anyone watch that on ESPN? I haven't, but I heard the, yeah. Sam- the Samsung Lions are like everyone's favorite team for Korean baseball. I'm, I'm not sure interested. it's
1: really good. I'm not interested.
0: <laughs> they're hitting diggers left and right because the ballparks are short, I guess. I guess they're short by like 20 more feet, and the ball's a little bit smaller and the bat's a little bit bigger. I can tell you this. Fox has had on or uh, ESPN or whatever it was, has had on um Yankees versus Red Sox 2004, AL- ALCS, I think it was. That's Dude, the one they lost, though, right? I don't even know, but they had Posada. They had Jeter, A-Rod, like all those guys. And I was like, man, this is when Hideki Matsui, Sheffield, I was like, this was the team. I missed that team so much. It was about the 2009 team. I think the 2009 team had more stars, though. Just the old school teams, like the early two like mid to early to mid two thousands. Anywhere around there. Yeah. So anyway, NBA practice facilities opened up May 8th. Now some of them are a bit timid, but the Dallas Mavericks, like Mark Cuban, are like, Yeah, we're gonna wait this one out. But they opened UFC fights tonight. And tonight is Saturday, so we had two forty nine. One of the fighters got coronavirus, so his fight got uh canceled or whatever. He had to pull out from it. But the event is still going on. I guess it was a really stacked card. I'm not really that much into the UFC like from a week-to-week standpoint, but I'll watch the highlights, I guess, when it's over. NFL uh, facility opening protocols May 15th. So, and we had the schedule release. We'll talk about it a little bit later. The Boonsliga, the Soccer League, May 15th. NHL informal skates open May 15th. NASCAR, May 17th, MLS, second week of June, the PGA Tour, June 11th, and we're going to get that Tiger Woods versus Phil Mickelson along with Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning special in two weeks, which that will be fun. All donations will go to the COVID-19 release. The Australian Football League, which is rugby, which is awesome, June 11th. Some good NFL guys came come from there. Remember that San Francisco guy who was running over people in the preseason? He came from that league. Uh, it was a couple years ago. The MLB was rumored to, uh, for July 1st. They're going to do a little spring ball beforehand. There was a discussion about players getting emails saying, get ready for the season. Don't be eating all the crunch berries and drinking all the crispy suds. Just get be prepared um kentucky derby september 5th and who knows about the college football season because it's going to be based on whether the schools open back up to the public so a lot to digest there but hope is on the horizon it seems like we got the worst of it past us now will there be fans at these events who knows that's all up in the air still but we at least got some dates of some plans that are going to be in place now grant there's some major steps that have to be done with testing and making sure these players don't get sick. At least this is good news. I mean, I, I can't wait until it comes back, obviously. Like I said, this is what we do. We talk about sports, and um, when we don't have anything sports related really to talk about, what are we talking about? We're doing interviews, which is great. We love to do interviews, but um, we, want, we want sports back, and everybody else involved in any type of sport wants it back, too. Um, but you want to make sure it's safe to do so. So, like you said, the NFL schedule is released, and then, which is a good thing, NHL plans to come back, NASCAR is coming back, which is good. Golf hopefully will be coming back soon. And, um, what's it called there? The college football is interesting because although it's a sport, just like any other sport that's coming back, but it depends on, like you said, the schools, and if it's only going to come back if the school comes if school comes back because can you imagine if sports come back for athletes college athletes but school doesn't that would be that would be very very different for these athletes and these just just so weird not in a, i don't know how to explain it but it would be i don't know it's crazy to think if you're going back to college if if you're going to go play a sport for uh, for your college but not have to go to school and then you're going to get used to that. It's going to be weird going back to school. But, yeah, I just – I can't wait till everything comes back. It's, it's definitely been time. I uh, just hope that <clears throat> this virus can uh, be done
1: once and for all. Yeah, it's, it's – I mean, obviously the NFL should have a set date and they shouldn't have to delay anything. Um, I mean, this is phase one of everything opening, opening back up. Um, it seems to me things will start to slowly go back to normal, not fully go back to normal. Um, but baseball, basketball all that stuff I, they need to resume their seasons and finish their seasons out at some point um,
0: well they're kind of, they kind of need to because of the PR can you imagine the NFL comes back full strength and those leagues don't even open back up it's going to be a money making machine for the NFL if that's the case the NFL will make so much money that way
1: and the NFL is already—they're probably already. They're king, more and they will be, even
0: way more king if that happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's why. That's why baseball and basketball need to finish their seasons out. They need to open back up, and they—they they really need to let fans. They—they they can't have these events without fans. I—it I, just doesn't make sense to me.
0: I doubt it. It's going to happen until September, though. That's it's my just, gut feeling. Yeah, it just
1: doesn't make sense to me. I mean, as a, as an athlete, you don't want to show up to, to an arena with no fans. I, I don't. That know, is it's just, true. It's just not as motivating or as exciting. Dude, you you literally
0: cannot play a sporting event without fans. It's a completely it's, different game. You just yeah. it's practice at that point. Basically, you practice to play. We played against a school. I, it was Gannon, and like they're a small private school. You guys but, had ten fans. And Bloom, but Gannon literally had just the parents show up, <laughs> and it was just like you could hear everyone's like the calls of the defense and the offense. I was like, It's just weird. This is, this is like two a days. <laughs> so, let me ask you guys this if it's gonna, if sports are gonna come back in September for football and there's not gonna be fans, then how does that logically make any sense? You're still having. You're having body to body contact in football. The coaches on the on the sideline next to each other talking to the players, but then you can't have fans. And I'm just gonna assume, obviously, this is because you know, let's say there's 300 people on a field versus 50,000 fans. Well, in the first stadium. of all, it's gonna depend on like the state because this is gonna be a state by state thing. Because New Jersey and New York are gonna be totally different than Green Bay, Wisconsin. Right,
1: but I understand what you're saying, Ant, But why is UFC still going on? I mean, that's that's even worse. Yeah, you're rolling around with somebody. So it's either to me, it's either all or nothing.
0: Yeah, because it's too much. It's too much back and forth, man. Like, yeah, we're gonna open back sports. We're gonna have UFC come back, or UFC is gonna continue, but we're not gonna have fans. And is that because of the whole hospital system where they just don't want to take the risk of having hundreds of thousands of people getting sick rather than maybe a couple people getting sick because there's less people near each other. Who knows? Well the Dolphins Dolphins had an idea that was uh talked about or rumored that they were they had this plan of like letting in only fifteen thousand fans for the game. Now I don't know how much the tickets would be, but they had like zoning, each fan will get like each fan or group will get like a waiter that was rumored in there. So it's they're kinda ID idealing ID with this because the franchises kinda need the ticket money because the ticket I money mean, the franchise. What are you gonna do though? Go go to the game with your girlfriend or your wife and then sit six feet away from her? Like, you know what I'm saying? Or go with your buddies and just I mean, you know, honestly social distance, distance thing. at that point. <laughs> Oh, Social distancing, honey, but I'm at the game. That's all that matters. <laughs> it's just that whole, like, everybody would be scattered throughout the stadium. And you'd it would look like a Florida by yourself. Yeah, yeah, that shit would look weird, man. That would, that would be so funny. You'd give it air high fives to everybody. It just, it'd be so boring, because it's not... I don't know. That would be crazy. You, you, well, need, that,
1: you need that camaraderie, man. As a, as a player, as an athlete, you need that.
0: Well, here's the thing with Baseball, I think baseball needs to start relatively soon. Otherwise, they're going to get baseball out of pooch. Baseball should definitely start. I mean, you're what sixty three feet away from the from the pitcher, the batter, whatever it is. Like, come on, they need to start because not only that, but they're going to lose so much money and TV money from this because you're going to have part. Um, probably the NHL and the NBA finishing out their seasons, and that's going to finish in September. And then the NFL is going to come in and roll roll in all that TV money. So baseball is probably in the bad spot till probably October when the playoffs would start. This is going to be the most interesting part. I said this before when sports does come back, those teams that were playing in those sports in the winter, when it comes back, we're really going to see – who really takes their job seriously, who really takes the career seriously. Because there are going to be guys that are going to probably come back and be somewhat out of shape. But there are going to be some that are going to really stand out and show that they've been working on the offseason. Now, I think the NBA and the the NHL, I think they're still looking for neutral sites to do this. But the MLB is like, hey, we want all 30 30 teams to be played at their own stadium." So that's a little bit of a positive sign. That's, that's how it
1: should be. I mean, why why should you consolidate everybody? Because else? you got to think
0: it. about it too. Baseball has those local TV contracts that they can't – like most of that money is generated for their salary cap. So it's like the Yankees can't go down and play in like Texas or whatever and still have Yes Network broadcast the game. Like, Right, right. It's a big thing with that TV contract thing that throws a big loophole in there. I think Jeff Passan, who's a great reporter for ESPN on the baseball side of things, uh, detailed that very well. So I, I think mean, the most interesting thing is the way the MLB is going to attack this thing because they they haven't even started the season yet, and they were in the middle of the spring training, and they had a 162-game schedule. So you got to pretty much cut that in half once we resume. Because I don't think you can extend that season to December. You can't play baseball all the way up in Boston in December or Denver. (laughs) It's brutal enough in October. Or even Seattle. (laughs) So that's one key thing that I'm keeping an eye on is how is baseball going to attack their schedule if they decide to come back on July 1st? Are they just going to postpone all those games that were supposed to happen before, or are they going to try to make it up? to where one team plays each other one time at. least. There's a lot going on in in general. So it's a lot to think about what they want to do. I mean, you got to think about the safety of the players, the safety of this coaching staff, the safety of the management. You got to think about the safety of the fans,
1: the mascot. uh,
0: Yeah. No, seriously, everybody concession stand workers, employees at the rink and at the, the basketball stadium arena. What like, All this stuff has to be taken account for, because can you imagine if we start declining and then places open back up and then they just skyrocket again? I mean, there's nothing you can really do about that. But are you going to social distance for the next two years? I think at some point it becomes impossible to do it for a certain amount of time and that things do need to slowly start opening back up and and making uh, making progress towards getting back to normal life.
1: They need to just continue their seasons and finish their seasons out with whatever games are left over as far as the NBA and baseball needs to play all their – how many games did they play? A hundred and what? 62.
0: 62.
1: Yeah, just just do it normally, man. I mean, you might run into the NFL season, but –
0: The Super Bowl and the World Series are on the same day.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, man.
0: (laughs) Just a – a two-year consistency of baseball players like once february comes around it's like up oh, spring training's right around the corner Are you guys ready yeah. for that or baseball really no oh, no baseball I, really needs to get ahead of this thing before these other leagues take it over i i definitely don't think it's going to be as exciting this year or the remaining of the season because i just with everything that has gone on it's like how do you just go from 0 to 100 and and being an athlete, professional athlete, you have to almost have that mindset like you have to be like that cuz you have to compete, you have to perform. But I really think there's going to be a, a different sense of sports when it does get back that we're not I mean, how can you be sitting home this whole time and then go back into a Stanley Stanley Cup playoff series? I mean, you know the environment western hockey how crazy it is and how Intense. I I think it's going to be very hard. It jumps into. Well, I think they're going to do a preseason. I think they're going to, the NHL is going to do a preseason. That's the rumor. And of course, the NHL needs fans more than probably the NBA does because they rely more, the franchises rely more on the ticket revenue than the NBA franchises do because they don't have those TV contract money that um, the NBA does. So, I mean it depends on the states. Obviously, probably New York and New Jersey aren't gonna have fans till probably September. But everywhere else, depending on how reopening goes and everything like that, it should be probably fine. You just gradually do it to where all right, we can let ten people in and then get all the way up to full attendance. Well, the good news just have is one like- super fan for each team attend the game and it's like <laughs> yeah. work with the fan. Like that would be awesome. They got to find a way to innovate. You have to. You literally just have to. The mascot is the only fan. I mean, something like that.
1: The mascot.
0: Well, I mean, we'll see how UFC goes. I mean, UFC has no fans tonight, but the sport looks like it's underway. There's going to be no issue. <laughs> it's fighting they're all tested it's all about testing too you got to make sure there's enough testing for the players for all the uh, staff members for maybe the concession people yeah they got it it's got to have you got to have some type of system and they're probably way ahead of the curb in like figuring the system out right now it's been 2 months so they've probably been doing their homework the is just like nah we'll be fine
1: let's go oh, to yeah, september
0: they, they should be so, I'm watching the UFC right now, and there's there's some people wearing masks, and then there's some people who aren't. So, I mean, you did say testing,
1: but then why are there some people wearing masks? It's just I, like when you go out in every regular day of life, man. Some people are wearing them, some people aren't. I, I don't wear one. I mean...
0: You know what's funny? Masks are going to be the new fashion trend now. <laughs> yeah. People are going to get well, so creative are. making face masks.
1: They already are.
0: <laughs> like Gucci's going to come out with a face mask. Dude, I never thought, like, really thinking about this, that something like this would happen. No, yeah, I remember it's like, when wild. It's so wild. February, I was just like, oh, the coronavirus, oh, that's cute. And then now it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. I was out in Oregon. I was like, well, I guess I'm driving home across the country now.
1: In an enterprise rental car. Hey, at least you got to see half the country.
0: Yeah, it was pretty sick. If you guys get a chance to go to Utah and Colorado, definitely do it. Especially Utah. Check, check. Absolutely beautiful, man. (laughs) Already did that. Been there, done that. Oh, you've been to Utah? Utah, baby. you where'd you go? Where'd you go? Salt Lake. Lake. Salt Lake. Yeah. All the major towns are within that little – It's a huge ski hallway. spot down there for, like, big-time people who love skis and stuff. Yeah, It's a good tons, area tons for that.
1: Mountains. Bunch of, of
0: mountains. I don't know what it's compared to, like, Montana. But anyway, the NFL came out with the schedule. Speaking of sports coming back and having dates and stuff, well, the NFL released their schedule, and a lot of fans are excited to see which teams are playing when. And we're kicking off this season, hopefully, September 10th with the Chiefs opening up the Super Bowl champions against the Texans. Different looking Texans team than usual. And then Tom Brady's debut will be in the Superdome with the Saints on week one. And then the Rams will open up their new stadium against the Cowboys that Sunday night. And then we have a doubleheader on Monday Night Football with the Steelers and the Giants. I think the NFL made like a statement to put the Giants on the prime-time game since it's like one of the biggest areas affected by the coronavirus to be like, uh, well, yeah, well, let's put it there and just have a big ceremony or something like that. And then the Broncos will open up on Monday Night too, which this is an interesting stat that Denver will have 29 straight seasons of playing on Monday Night Football. It's a new NFL record, 29 straight. So, wow. So yeah, 29 straight seasons of being on Monday Night Football. That's a which long a lot. time, man. I, did, I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. i didn't, I never paid attention to that. It's good because we're getting primetime games, you know. Everyone loves to see that orange crush. So I do like the of, jerseys. Speaking of primetime games, there were, five, there were eight teams that got five primetime games. One of them is the Buccaneers, which is a franchise record. The Patriots got five primetime games. The Ravens, the Chiefs, the Packers, the Rams who need the money, the Cowboys, and the Steelers, Eagles have four, and then a few other teams too. So any general thoughts about the NFL schedule? I don't know if you guys looked at it, but a couple other things. Tampa, at the end of the season, when it comes to the seven-game strand, their last seven games are either in a dome or at home, which is a very beneficial. Uh, the Chiefs have three Florida games in December. Benefits to them. Seattle travels over twenty nine thousand miles. Um, some crazy stuff to look at the schedule. So, I don't know if you guys were circling any games or not, but what are you looking at? Is
1: it me or is Seattle the one team that travels the most? I, I feel like. Well, that's what you always... get for
0: being all the way in the top corner of the country. The I know, side. but
1: I just feel like they they. I don't know, man. I mean, they, the NFL could take it easy on them, give them some California games.
0: <laughs> That's true. Yeah, for real. Man. You're going straight to Atlanta, from Seattle to Atlanta. <laughs> Just the way it goes. I feel like the NFL kind of deal with the Rams because they're going to de- debut that $7 billion stadium. So they were like, we'll give you some slack when it comes to money. Like, We'll, we'll put you on primetime TV so that way you get more branding. Try to sell that collegiate logo that you have. Ugly-ass yeah, logo. Lord. That is very ugly, man. I can't stand that logo.
1: <laughs> so stupid. The I'm secondary
0: brand so logo looks so much better. We, we've been bashing the logo for weeks now. <laughs> it literally looks like a, a soccer team logo. It looks like that logo that you get in the mail for a college, and you're like, oh, that's cute. Never, throw it like, never the- heard <laughs> of it. Yeah. Oh, look, I got a scholarship for tennis at Los Angeles uh, Community College.
1: <laughs> Wait a second. That's the Rams. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, there you go. Oh, the
0: uh, 49ers also have primetime games. I forgot to mention that, too. Chiefs, obviously. So go for it.
1: Just be interested else. to see how the 49ers do this year, really.
0: I am, too. They got a few cupcakes. They're back-to-back. They're going to be staying in New York. They got to play the Jets and then the Giants at MetLife. I think the Bills did that last year to open up the season. I really want to see the Bengals, and I just want to see them because of Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yeah, They got I don't a even beautiful care. schedule. And I don't really care for Tua for the Dolphins. I've always said that, but I really want to see Joe Burrow play because he is hes an NFL quarterback, in my opinion. I just want to see if he's going to be able to handle the stress. I mean, he should definitely be able to do it. He won a national championship with LSU, but uh, um, that team is reflux, You never know. And they got a brutal schedule. Here's their first six games versus the Chargers at the Browns, at the Eagles. Jaguars, maybe that's a win, at the Ravens, at the Colts. And for a team that's in the rebuilding stage to go up against those teams that have really good defenses, Joe Burrow might get sacked a lot. Joey Bozo. It's like the Browns, too. I mean, Miles Garrett is on the verge of being the highest-paid defensive end now, and the Eagles always have a good defensive line. The Ravens have up their defense with – Retooled that defensive line with Clayus Campbell now. The Colts
1: have a good defense. It's going to be rough for Cincinnati again this year. And Cincinnati always has it rough. They can't even keep their number one receiver on the field. That is
0: true. Do they still have Tyler Boyd?
1: Yeah, they do.
0: I mean, at least Andy's got some – or not Andy. I'm sorry. I forgot the red rifle left, and now he's going to start for the Dallas Cowboys. Wait, what? He should start.
1: Dak needs to take a seat on the bench, man.
0: <laughs> he definitely should, but the Giants have a. He needs it's a little bit more
1: money, though. He needs a little bit
0: more money. Dak? Yeah, I feel bad for him.
1: Nah, dude. He Dak can use a couple not, more nah. million. Hell no. Nah, he bro. needs Dak a little bit more. Not even, he's never. He's not proved himself, and he's about as good as he's gonna get.
0: He needs at least 185 million a year, at least. He needs Jerry Jones' boat in there, too. Throw the boat in there. <laughs> oh. You could take my boat and $185 million a year. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Your choice. We, we also on, got man. a game on Christmas this year with the Vikings at the Saints. Oh,
1: yeah. Is that right? Different.
0: That's different.
1: Shit, that's going to cut into the NBA, man. The NBA always has games during Christmas. Yeah. yeah.
0: That is the only sport that actually does that. Now the NFL yeah. is
1: doing it. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm surprised. Usually NFL does it just the weekend before Christmas, and that's it.
0: Well, now that might be the opening day for the NBA if they're going to try to finish this regular season and then delay the next season. That might be You're opening really day I'm really looking the forward NBA. to that. What, NBA games on Christmas? No, no, the, the Vikings and Saints on Christmas because dad, we've never had one. Yeah, my dad texted me. You said he's going. Dude, I forgot he's a Vikings fan. Why? Why is the guy Vikings? He's a Chase Elliott fan, too. Like, come on, dude. True X. <laughs>
1: uh, He's not even a Jersey guy. guy. We're all entitled to our own fucking opinions. Who we like I, and who we don't like. Come on, I man. respect it. I respect Take it. Take it
0: easy, guys. Take I easy, respect man. it there, bud. Other teams with brutal schedules are the Jets. They, they got a bus saw of a schedule to open up. They might be 0-6 when they start. <laughs> that play at the Bills versus the 49ers at the Colts versus the Broncos versus the Cardinals at the Chargers the first six games. That could be 0-6. I mean, the Jets are rebuilding too, but they have a Sam Darnold now. This might be a make-and-break year for him, but I think uh, too early. What What's the F? I, he does nothing. Sam Darnold does nothing to surprise me. I mean – we saw him play last year against the Dolphins, and that was the most boring game I've ever been to, man. And it was a like last minute game-winning field goal for the Jets. Sam, and that Sam, was like
1: Sam, Sam Darnold Sam, doesn't give you a stiffy.
0: <laughs> no, honestly, he'll he give you mono. Really that. That's for damn sure. He'll <laughs> give you a couple of interceptions. Well, speaking of which, they—I mean, like looking at all these primetime games. They're pretty much based off of the quarterback matchups. Like we have a league to where the quarterbacks are really good for pretty much every single team except for two, and that's Jacksonville and um, New England. But other than that, I mean, everyone pretty much has their quarterback, and we haven't really seen that in the league in a while. I mean, granted, normally it would be like half the league has good quarterbacks, half the league doesn't really, but now it seems like, yeah, everyone's got their franchise guy. But Monday night football might be, I mean, even the Monday night games and Thursday night games are good matchups. And Monday night and Thursday night have been bashed for having terrible matchups. And now those games could potentially be a flex option, like the Sunday night football games, which is good because they, you know, ESPN pays a lot of money to have the NFL on, which, by the way, new broadcasters that broke the news today, we won't have Joe Tessator and Booger McFarlane anymore for Monday night football.
1: Now, who is taking their, uh, who's taking their spot? Don't know. I thought, right, wait, well, Booger's going I'm, off too? I thought he was replacing that guy, Joe. I'm glad Booger's off.
0: Well, Joe, I like Joe. Joe Tessitore is good for, like, college football and boxing, but, like. I thought he was being replaced by Booger. No, nah, Joe Tessitore is the lead announcer, like, commentator guy. And then Booger is just like the analyst guy where he's like, well, you see the running back ran down the throat of the defense, which he's supposed to. No shit, Booger. Yeah, Booger's the guy that (laughs) states the obvious.
1: Yeah, Booger's the guy that'll tell you what happened about five minutes after the play already happened.
0: He's John Madden (laughs) 2.0. I think there is a point though to some extent where you do have to state the obvious just to have conversation where it's like third down and nine and pump fake and they pass and it's like you got to have some type well, of Well that's that, what but, Joe Tessitore does. Yeah. He's the main broadcaster guy. They get and, paid just to say that. And dude, I tell you what from being in the booth, it is a hard job. It is a very hard job. If, especially if you like get nowhere. a blowout game yeah, you gotta and keep you gotta talking keep entertaining. You gotta
1: talk about something. Yeah, and you gotta keep people engaged.
0: And John God. Madden did that very well when he would just circle the Gatorade coolers and the turkeys on Thanksgiving. I mean, he did a good job at that. And that's a hard job for a broadcaster to make a game exciting, where Joe Testator will literally make a third and six run for four <laughs> yards, make the exciting play of the game, which you don't need that for the NFL, but you need that for like some of these college football games. He's good for college football. Now I guess sure. Booker is too for college football, but for not for the NFL standards. Now, who are they gonna replace him? I have no idea. I don't really I see that. Any. Well, he's retired. I he's don't see anyone that. that would replace from the ESPN standpoint, that would be potentially the Monday night football lead. There was the rumor of Al Michaels and Peyton Manning, they were trying to pry those guys to go into the ESPN booth, but that never went through. So I don't know who's going to be the voice of Monday Night Football. Maybe I'll have to apply for the position. You got nothing to lose. Yeah, why not? Mike Tirico leaving was a big hit for them. Mike Tirico and John Gruden were a good team. I like – I know it's not really off topic, but – there's a Joe Buck, um, like video on YouTube. My buddy sent of him saying of all his times he was in the booth commentating for football games. <laughs> just the mistakes he've made. He's made. I'm sure it's a very hard job, like you said. But then there's things where he would just repeat constantly. Like I don't even know. This was an older game, but the guy's name was Mitchell, and it was a kickoff, and they kicked the ball off, and the Receiver got it, it. Was running, and Joe Buck was like, "Mitchell," and the guy was running, and he says, "Mitchell," and then he says, "Mitchell, touchdown, Mitchell," and that's all he said throughout the whole like whatever it was thirty seconds that the play was <laughs> that the play was going on. I thought it was the funniest thing. I Joe mean, Buck's a good baseball commentator. Baseball, He's good at baseball. yes, baseball, yes, but I mean. I don't know, dude. I, I feel like you, like with anything, you got to be consistent. Doc Emmerich was a good example of somebody who was always as consistent. Can you imagine Doc Emmerich calling a football game? It, would, it wouldn't work out. No, <laughs> I don't think it would work. Oh, <laughs> he got hit by the defense. <laughs> yeah. And a snap ball. Hey, oh, huge sack. Joey <laughs> Boza. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if it wouldn't work. I don't know who ESPN will get after, because they don't really have anyone in their arsenal or back pocket they can just put in there. Sean McDermott was a dud,
1: or Sean Tony Mc- Romo. Tony Romo does a good job. I like Tony Romo, man. I don't care what anybody says. I do too. I think he does a
0: stand-up job. Tony Romo does a good job to breaking down the plays, and the, I just kind of don't like how he's like, "Oh, they're gonna throw it here, Jim." <laughs> yeah. He gets so excited for anything. He's like, "Oh, Jim, they're running out of the tunnel. They're getting ready to play. Are you I excited?" Mean, I mean, oh. Tim Tebow is always, always in that type of field of work now. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he was a college guy, maybe huge college guy, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, if they kind of rotated people. Put Pat McAfee on. He's a great guy with a. Uh, good arsenal of words in his back pocket. He He's good. Urban Meyer. Put Urban Meyer. Nah, Urban Meyer is not a football. You need someone from the NFL. Like You need someone in that booth. They just With need they,
1: they needed a former NFL coach and a former NFL player. That's that's what they need in the booth.
0: Don't put Rex Ryan in the booth. Oh my god, he's stunk. He, he's, he's not good. I listened to him last year during I don't know what it was, but the way he would talk, he's like this guy, this guy, this guy, and I, I'm just like, dude, what? Like, what are you saying right now? You're just kind of you're saying thing, repeating everything. I remember. I don't even
1: remember him being in the
0: booth. That's how he wasn't he in the been. booth. He was doing like the he was in the booth. The stadium. Or... Do you remember when that ESPN sideline reporter? was broadcasting for the Broncos game, and he was talking about Vance Joseph, and he was like, and he is having the time of his life. <laughs> that yeah. team had Rex Ryan in the booth, and it was brutal. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, what a broadcast team that was. They had the woman reporter. Who, she does a really good job. Buddy. Maria Taylor? She was Maria- the uh, lead. Co- um, she does a bunch of college football games. Maria Taylor. No, no, she's a sideline reporter. Oh, she does a great job. She knows her stuff.
1: I love Maria Taylor.
0: Dude, she, she's really good. Like, she really knows her stuff.
1: They had a Southern woman in the booth that
0: was, like, doing the play-by-play commentary. I, I forget what their name was. But, yeah, Rex Bryan was next to her. And then we had that sideline reporter, which was, like, what a freaking train wreck of a team. I mean, granted, that guy's an ESPN Deportes reporter, but that was awful.
1: Speaking <laughs> of Mar- speaking of Maria Taylor, that's the one woman I'd marry.
0: Yeah, she's good looking for sure.
1: My God. Isn't she like six six? I don't know, but she
0: damn. looks very tall. She made Nick Staven look like a small child. <laughs> but, dude, more importantly, though, honestly, she really knows her sports, which is which is good because a lot of these, not a lot of them, but there's some that. Um, like, yeah, she, she played broadcast. sports for um, Stanford, I think. She played some sport. Volleyball, I think. Tr- track and field, volleyball. But there's a lot of people <laughs> who are in sports and they just don't know what they're talking about. Man, me, fe- <clears throat> male or female. I mean, just have people in that know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who
1: ESPN will pick. It'll be a good one. And we won't know until like a week before the NFL kicks off.
0: Yeah, and then they'll just put like um, Mickey Mouse in the booth.
1: <laughs> mm. Oh boy, kick on! <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They should do. Kick they off. should do that. They should do that. Oh. View, view it. For, right, you could you imagine how much ratings and viewings would go up just for having Mickey Mouse in the booth? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, not only that, you got CGI the character in the booth. You might as well put Donald Duck next to him. Oh, and Orgeron. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, I would. Head oh, horse, you're on. 40 yards, <laughs> 40 yards, touchdown. We just need to go
0: Tigers. Go Tigers, great play, great play. You guys remember when Lou Holtz was in the booth? Lou Holtz is the man. No, I, don't <laughs> I don't know what that guy was doing, but he's an asshole. <laughs> you sound just like him. <laughs> Yeah he has a stupid accent. That's the thing. He He's has like, What's a, yeah, a thing? I, don't, I don't know what kind of accent he has. But he yeah, you sound literally just like Just like student. it sounds like his teeth are moving and his tongue is getting in the way of it. <laughs> Dude, you want to talk about an intelligent man? That man is a smart smart man. He was he is a good coach. He he was good. I just don't like when he was on TV. I'm not a fan okay, of me. maybe he didn't deserve that, but yeah. he was a good coach. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> he was in that documentary that like, um convicts versus the Catholics when the uh, Notre Dame versus Miami, and he just was like the whole time, like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> I mean, never seen that. It's hard to find commentators, man, because you gotta you gotta be it's very few positions and it's you got to really be like a perfect not a perfect fit but you got to be a good fit for the job
1: you got to you got to have energy you have to have energy and you got to know what you're talking about
0: yeah you don't
1: want to look stupid as a commentator
0: who's the um who, ah, kenny albert is pretty good he does like some of the nhl games and he does football games uh in the nfl too I, i'm
1: surprised they haven't gotten rid of um
0: kevin Harlan is Joe my probably. favorite Kevin Harlan is the greatest. Doc Emmerich, man. there's, Stop there's it. Nobody better than Doc Emmerich. He's, he's, so, he's like 70 years old. He's got so much energy. He makes the Stanley Cup playoff games. Yeah, and then you got freaking Pierre and uh, Eddie Olczyk just fucking it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they really do. And then Doc has a great call, and then Pierre is like, well, you want to know why he learned that? He learned that in junior B in the the Saskatchewan, Minnesota. (laughs) So we break down this play. What happened was he shot the puck and missed the net, therefore no goal. <laughs> and he learned that at age right, nineteen, to he got a shoot up there when he we was playing junior B against uh, Hendrick Longquist Twist, like, <laughs> like that, like, dude, yeah. <laughs> like you said. Oh no, man, I'm sure it's hard to do it, but it, I don't. <laughs> it's do you know. you funny you need Conor McGregor in the booth. Oh, that'd be funny. He's entertaining as hell. He'd be like.
1: Yeah, you don't <laughs> a lot
0: of people off, though, I think. That's even better. Well, speaking of Connor, he got called out by Oscar De La Hoya, who runs Golden Boy Promotions and was a former boxer. Um, Oscar wants to have a fight with him back in the boxing ring. He said he would school him, and Connor's like, bring it on. And Dana White had a few choice of words, because Dana and Oscar De La Hoya <laughs> don't like each other at all. So if we possibly could see Floyd Mayweather returning in the brink, I saw a rumor that he wanted a September fight. So, people are getting called back in and out. McGregor is definitely entertainer of combat sports, probably the biggest name right now, besides the heavyweights right now in boxing. So, it would be interesting to see Conor get back in the boxing ring. I thought he did held up pretty well in uh, in the Floyd fight.
1: Well, I mean, fuck, man, Conor's a genius. See, he'll fight anybody. I mean, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? That's why he talks so much shit. Um, I mean, he's obviously not going to beat Floyd Mayweather, and he's not going to beat Oscar De La Hoya. But he he's might. He's uh, so rusty. He, when the last yeah, like yeah, but box, Boxing and UFC are two totally different things. I mean, Floyd, exactly. Mayweather, exactly. Floyd Mayweather, all he did was run around in the ring and not defense. get hit. Yeah, yeah defense. Like, Tower Conor's, him out, and then... Connor is just that super aggressive guy that's not going to stop coming at you, and Floyd is just great at avoiding hits. So... I, I don't know, man. I think Connor, obviously, he's not—he's not a boxer. He's—he's he's an MMA fighter, man. He's won a lot of fights by submission, and he's—he's he's not a boxer, but he's still gonna make his money no matter what ring he's in.
0: Yeah, yeah. I said that uh, he would knock Floyd Mayweather—or not Floyd Mayweather—whether he would knock out uh, Conor McGregor in two rounds.
1: Yeah, you I just, don't know about that.
0: Nah. its hard to transfer from one sport to the other, although it's similar. But you—you gotta. There's only so much time you have to train for the other sports. So you have to learn the other sports, the rules, the hits, what you can and cannot do. And someone who's been doing a longer for you, probably definitely better, too, in a better way, is going to have a way bigger advantage. So I really give it to him for fighting Mayweather and I thought it was a pretty decent fight, but you can tell, like Brandon said, that he just wanted to go all out, McGregor, and Mayweather was kind of just holding back, playing defense and playing it safe until the time was right. Well, the last time Oscar fought was in 2008 against Manny Pacquiao, and he got knocked out.
1: Pacquiao, yeah, but he- here's the thing, though. Like, MMA and boxing are just two totally it's different completely. sports. Yeah. yeah, like, MMA guys are training like grappling and, all- and fight and boxing at the same time. You're not specialized in one. Boxing is different, man. I mean, it's just – it's a different animal. I will say McGregor
0: is more of a stand-up fighter <laughs> even in MMA. He, that's his game. He, but he's, he's, a, not a,
1: he's not a knockout guy. He's not a knockout artist. I mean, I'm not saying De La Hoya is, but, I mean, De La Hoya has been in the ring for a lot more years than McGregor has. Yeah, so I,
0: don't he, I don't know. I mean, hey, I would, I would still watch it.
1: Oh, of course. But I mean, like I said, man, McGregor's a genius. He knows how to market himself and he'll say t- he'll fight anybody.
0: Because he wants to show respect to absolutely
1: nobody. Fuck everybody. <laughs> that was probably the greatest interview ever. Oh no, I think he said he'd like to apologize to oh, apologize. Absolutely fucking God, nobody. My bad. <laughs> that was the greatest.
0: Yeah, would you want to fight De La Hoya or McGregor? I don't know the other guy. Be honest with you, is the, the other dude's a boxer or MMA guy? He's a big time boxer.
1: I'd rather uh, fight. I'd rather fight McGregor. Uh,
0: I mean, it'd be I'd a bigger not, payday. I'd probably rather <laughs> uh,
1: fight McGregor too because
0: I'd rather tap out from being choked than getting absolutely knocked out and blacking out in the ring. Well, you're
1: rink. gonna black. You're gonna black out if you get choked and you don't tap fast
0: enough. Well, I'll tap as quick as I can. <laughs> I'm not getting knocked out. Well, That's oh, certainly wait, not happening. Oh, speaking of which, would you fight Mike Tyson right now for ten thousand and ten million dollars? Have you seen Mike Tyson's videos lately, dude? What, is, back is in, in shape. shape
1: now.
0: Oh my, he's goodness. a professional athlete. They can they can turn the switch like that. This is Mike Tyson at fifty five. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I would never do that. It's just completely, like, I don't care how much money because I he wouldn't be able would to live the same. Like, just a regular dude and just brawl. Something like that. That, like, they would have to pay money to in order to fight Mike Tyson, and he would just knock him out.
1: Well, I mean, shit, man. I, give me some time to train, and I'd fight him.
0: <laughs> you would need, like, 10,000 hours worth. So, I don't know what it is. 10 years? Depending well, on how much you train.
1: Um, as long as he doesn't go near my ear. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I would love that he was offered 20 million to return to the ring for a bare knuckle fight. <laughs> like, like 55? That's yeah. crazy. That's wild. 20 oh, million. He's 53, my bad. I've been all over the range today. Jesus. But a bare knuckle fight to fight Mike Tyson. <laughs> I would be like Alan on The Hangover, just get knocked out with the one punch. And it depends if he still has his speed. Oh, he does, dude. Have you seen the Twitter videos that he's been posting? I haven't seen much, now. Oh, dude, my goodness. It's like he's still in his prime. And this is Mike Tyson. Now, I don't know about Mike Tyson in his prime, because obviously we are way too young for that or not even born. But I've seen – I've gone down the rabbit hole of watching the YouTube videos, and it's like – the hype was for the fight that, like, this dude could possibly kill a man with his pistol. I mean, I love I'm huge Muhammad Ali and Joe, and, uh, Joe Frazier. Like, I love those two guys. That's, I like boxing. I don't really like MMA, honestly. I like boxing. And uh, it's just the way that they carry themselves and their mindset, especially Muhammad Ali. He was pretty much saying he was going to win every fight before he even went to the ring. And those were two guys, heavyweight dudes, who were relentless. I like Tyson Fury. I'm starting to like favorite Tyson Fury. I just love his <laughs> attitude, and he's just like he talks his game, and he comes back and he wins. I mean, he hasn't lost yet, besides the one draw.
1: Well, that's every good fighter. They talk all their shit and they win fights.
0: Yeah, but he's very creative with his words. I feel like he's just got an arsenal of just like trash-talking to where he's just casually trash-talking. He doesn't have to yell and call someone their bitch or whatever. He just does it <laughs> really well. Yeah. He's just like, I'm the Gypsy King. I'm going to knock you off, and that's how it's going to go because well, you know, you're not a good fighter.
1: Have you seen his walkouts when he comes to out to a fight? I mean, Dude. he's in – He's an entertainer, man. He dances around the ring for 20 minutes before the fight even starts.
0: That, wild, that Wilder and uh, Fury fight, the second one, I think Fury took like four steps before he got to that ring because he was getting carried on that chair, on that like throne or whatever by like six dudes. He probably didn't even walk into the arena. He was probably carried into that arena with that chair on him.
1: Yeah, and then his ass got knocked out.
0: Oh. No, no, that's Wilder got knocked out. Fury won.
1: Oh, you're talking about the first fight?
0: No, Fury won the second fight. The Jim, no, su- the big white guy.
1: No, no, wait a second. I'm thinking. Of, I'm getting their names confused. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just
0: Wilder was confused. the one that wore that like 45 pound. No,
1: I know who they are. I'm just I'm getting their names confused because I would think um, I would think Wilder is the one coming out getting carried on a chair. I didn't watch the fight.
0: No, Wilder was the one that walked with that 40-pound suit, and he tried to throw that. That was the excuse of why he lost that fight. I mean, granted, you just throw any excuse at the window and see if it sticks.
1: I mean, look, you got two heavyweight dudes just throwing punches. Somebody's going to get knocked out, man. Are you guys – do you guys are more into MMA or boxing? Boxing. Yeah, I like
0: boxing more, a little bit more. Mm -hmm. More strategy. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's more of just strictly like a man sport, honestly. And just it's straight me and you, we're, we're using our fist and that's it. We're you can watch any MMA fights. And like those guys are super talented, super talented, like, athletic. But it's but just it's like dogs. They're, they're going to kill each other, basically. Yeah, I don't like they It's just going there and just try to kill somebody. Those yeah, fights I mean, I end in dumb. like 10 seconds to where boxing. It's like skill of making sure you land your punches at the right time. It's it's
1: more strength.
0: More boxing. I mean, the MMA, one of the MMA fights, a guy literally ran up to a dude, stuck his knee up and knocked the dude out because his knee hit his temple. Oh, that was
1: that was great. That was like the fastest knockout in the history of MMA. That was great. But that's
0: what I'm saying. It's like it could be over just like that, and you're like, well, wow, that was it. <laughs> Any of you guys got a George Foreman grill? Nope. I do. Yeah? I do. It's in the storage unit. It's there good. There you go, boy. Year. There you go. That's a big time boxer. He 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 did very well with that uh grilling stuff. Great boxer,
1: but his grill is trash.
0: <laughs> you know, you're a great boxer, but your grill just it just doesn't cook well at all. Doesn't. What happened to uh uh Hol- Holyfield's boy? Remember that Georgia running back, Evander Holyfield had a son, and it was uh he played for Georgia that one year. Like. I don't know he I don't know if he's even in the NFL anymore. I don't know. Vander Holyfield's kid. Because he was a stud at Georgia because he was so massive. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe Mike Tyson wants to fight him and rip his ear off too. <laughs> I don't know. Some exciting. Elijah Holy- Holyfield. He was like number 13. Dude. two years ago he was signed by the Panthers and then um, I guess he got released but that that guy was a big monster I don't know interesting i I love boxing. I love when the heavy the heavyweights are making a comeback and then yeah. uh, Triple G and Canelo have their fights here and there, which are entertaining. It's just they got to market their guys well. That's the whole trick with boxing. they really got to market uh, their guys more.
1: It doesn't get marketed as much as MMA, so it's a smaller market, but it's definitely a more entertaining market.
0: If MMA's yeah. promotion switched with boxing, boxing would be king right now.
1: Well, MMA, I, I don't, I don't want to say MMA makes more money than boxing because I don't know. They don't. I, yeah, oh, all right. Then MMA just has much more of a following. It's, it's more of a younger crowd that follows MMA, I would
0: say. Well, that's the thing with boxing is I, I really don't think they give a shit about the whole marketing. Is they want to go in there and they want to win their fights. Where in MMA, they care more about talking trash to each other than they do actually going out and winning the fight at times. And like I, I don't like fluff, man. I don't like I don't like the BS like that. Just get to it, get the job done, and then move on to the next. Yeah, enough said there. By the way, amp, would you feel? Did you hear about uh, Jim Harbaugh's comments about like the whole uh, student athletes? He had like a letter or something that came out, and like one of the ideas was that the NCAA should allow those athletes who enter the draft who are not seniors and say they don't get drafted, they have the option of coming back to school and playing. And that was one of the ideas. And then something yeah. else, like recruiting or whatever, you, you were for that idea? I I didn't even know. I'm huge into football, but I didn't even know that was a thing. So when you declare for the draft your senior year, let's say, or no. like So you're a junior and you're declaring for the draft. Once you declare, if you don't get drafted, you're considered a free agent, right? Like you're, yeah. You can't go back to college. So, um... Uh... I mean, I think it's all about gambling. I, I, I mean, why should you be – I don't know. I didn't really do much thinking about that. Should they be allowed to return? I think it's kind of stupid maybe to allow to return. If you think if they're that good, then go ahead and do it. What's one more year going to do for you? Just allow you to play football for another year at, a, at your school? Eventually you're going to move on anyways. I'm uh, for it.
1: Yeah, I I would say it's a pretty good idea. I mean, if you don't make it. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to leave college early and declare for the draft. And if you don't make it, you get an extra year to improve yourself. I don't really see anything wrong with it.
0: The only thing I think is if you're going to declare, you're declaring because you think you're worthy of NFL talent. If you're not ready, then stay. And I think that's a thing in the NFL. I mean, if you don't think you're ready, then stay. You have no idea. The draft process is like on a different level. They literally dissect everything to your like toe size, your foot size. <laughs> how big are your fingernails? Like, dude, it, it, I heard from Larry Webster, who was uh, my freshman year. He was going through this whole draft process from my school. And it was just like he was talking about how the combine, they literally measured his whole hand they had to go through x-rays three different times like cuz he had I certain watched the pro kids, day. um when he was like a freshman in high school it's just they dissect literally everything and put it under a big microscope no you're definitely right about that i mean i interned at oregon for a little bit so i saw the, what was going on during the pro day and um it's i mean it's nothing it's something crazy like like that stuff, but they do the natural stuff that you just see on TV, like the two twenty five bench press, and well, that's the pro that day. Stuff. I'm talking the scouting combine, where they're there for a week and they're doing interviews nonstop, and those guys are getting like five to six hours of sleep. Yeah, yeah. And I-, I think athletes should come back. Like if if it doesn't work out, they have the option to, and this also helps the NCAA in a sort of way. Say. The NFL has like a G League that they're going to do like the NBA does. This allows athletes to come back and hopefully um, work on their draft stock for the next year and be able to come back and get a degree. The NBA is going to need to do something like that too with the basketball version because they only have two rounds where 60 guys get selected, and there's 300 and some schools of Division One basketball. So those guys need to come back to college – in order to keep the NCAA March Madness up because the NBA is really promoting the hell out of that G League. I think three of the top five recruits of this senior class have already said they're going to the G League and foregoing college. So that's a big blow to the NCAA when it comes to college basketball. So this whole trend of everyone branching out, going to these different leagues and playing there first, like it's going to make its way to football and it's going to make its way to all these other sports, and it's going to hurt the NCAA. And run. The NCAA is in a very interesting spot right now when it comes to money. I mean, as far as coming back, I, I, I haven't really thought about it much. But I mean, I don't really see. I guess I'm going to take back a little bit what I've said. I don't really see a problem with coming back. Take it back, it, damn it! can't is, take it.
1: Can't take it back. Sorry, I already said. I believe. I, I believe in second chances. You There's get to fight Mike Tyson
0: now. I think it's important that people get second chances and it's not like they did anything wrong. They thought that they could get drafted and it just didn't work out, whatever the case. But um, I don't know what that would lead to as far as more people trying to declare and then coming back and being, well, like, dude, you declared, So now what? Now we got to take you back and you may lose your spot and there may be problems. Like, you don't want to think too far ahead, but you do have to run through some of this stuff. Um, but what is you can you can get drafted as a junior, right? So. It's like up to three years out of high school, so you can your junior year you can declare two, two years. No, 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 three. You have to be three years. So you could declare. When can you declare? You can declare as a redshirt sophomore and up. Okay. All right. I mean, at least that's why I remember the rule. Maybe they changed it or something. I have no idea, but that was the rule that I learned at Blue. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sure, I'm declaring as a redshirt sophomore. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. If you're if a redshirt cool, sophomore, you have
1: it. no business Yeah, you have you're a redshirt sophomore, you have no business declaring for the draft.
0: Unless you're like a Heisman Trophy winner your freshman year. <laughs> I mean I'm <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: sure there's like rules for approval though
0: too. Like if you go to apply or whatever it is to for the draft, you gotta get approved if you're if you're, you know, a redshirt sophomore, or whatever it is, versus being a senior, but yeah, like I said, though I guess if it doesn't work out, you yeah, I don't see any problems coming back. Yeah, the, I, I mean the NCAA needs to do that in order to keep a good name, because right I now mean, it just seems like the NCAA may crash in the next two or three years.
1: I'm, an, I'm anti NCAA. I think we all are. So I am.
0: I am. Ant may be on the NCAA track. Ant could work <laughs> for the NCAA. I, uh, yeah. And
1: get on that committee and see what the fuck their problem is.
0: I, I think it should just be fair, man. I think there's just too much corruption on a lot of things and I don't think that's a good way of going about it. And that's just my opinion. I'm sure a lot of people think the same too. Like you guys, that's why you're saying you're not on it. But, um, yeah, I I don't know. There's just some things you hear and you're like, just because of a rule, like the whole Trevor Lawrence thing, wanting to raise money for the uh, for the pandemic, and they're like, "No, you can't do that." And then they approved it. Like, dude, the kid is look beyond yourself at this point. The kid is raising money. They got so like, much That I feel like they were like, "Okay, yeah, we have to do this now." The kid is raising money for a worldwide virus. Like, please stop. Please stop. Please, because stop it's the just, men. It's awful. Yeah, I think there's too, much, there's too much BS going on. They, they, like, screw everything up. Find the NCAA, and they'll find one thing to mess everything up. They really do. I, I, we talked about this before, about the college football playoff. I mean, you have all these teams, but you have four slots. I think that's, I think that's the dumbest thing. There's too much competition in the NCAA where it should only be four slots for the playoffs. They're too worried about making more money off the bowl games. It's the way it goes, bud. Yeah, it's whatever. When you chase money, you know, that's not a, That's really not the best thing to do. It's not a long-term thing. All right, last thing. Uh, Miami Dolphins legendary coach and NFL coach Don Shula passed away on Monday at age 90, which is, like, incredible. I heard stories about Don Shula. I know he's, like, the winningest coach, but I I guess it, like, faded away for, like, the past 23 years because of Bill Belichick being so successful. And, like, I I haven't really heard any stories about, like, the way Don Shula would coach. I just heard he was a great mind, and he just won a lot. Yeah, who is this guy? (laughs) The winningest coach in history, I guess. But...
1: I what mean, my, Dolph- up, <laughs> my dad. He's a Hall
0: of Famer. grew up a Dolphins fan during that time, so I'm sure he knows about it. Um, I mean, you don't know. You don't know when. Was he like a players coach or was he like a a system coach? I don't know. He looks like he'd be more of a strict or serious. I want to say maybe more of a serious players coach, like more on the players side, but maybe a coach's coach as well. If that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. You never know what's inside the mind of some of the greatest coaches. Only coach should go undefeated in the NFL for one season. Yep. I'm very interested. I mean, they should do a documentary or something about Don Shula because I really don't know
1: much about him being a young guy. I'm sure they will. They might. I I don't see why they wouldn't. Uh, doesn't, Doesn't that always happen? Somebody passes away and then a documentary comes out about him.
0: No, Michael Jordan just pushes his face into things, and he gets a puff piece. Yeah,
1: okay, well, I mean, that's Michael. <laughs> that, that's that's Michael Jordan, now.
0: Yeah, that's just true. By the way, that documentary is fantastic, today. I can't wait for the episode tomorrow. I'm gonna do a Space Jam. Uh, talk about his retire, like his retirement going to baseball for a little bit. But Wes,
1: Wes, let's do a special about where we talk about Jordans.
0: Oh yeah, man. I tried to get Jordan ones today and didn't work. I took an L. It was like a royal. It was like a royal and black mix. They they were cool looking shoes, but
1: oh, the ones, yeah, those are nice. I like the the black and blue ones.
0: Yeah, they went out fast. I I didn't. I tried five different websites and didn't work.
1: You have StockX.
0: Yeah, they're three hundred resale though.
1: I'm not paying three
0: hundred for a Jordan one that cost one hundred and seventy.
1: Yeah,
0: that's crazy. So it's expensive. And it's going to get the Truex ones when they release.
1: And it's going to get, get the trailer cowboy boots. If they really have Jordan Truex shoes, I'm going to get them.
0: Well, Jordan sponsors Denny Hamlin.
1: I didn't know that. I wouldn't get yeah. Denny Hamlin, though. He's an That's ex. That's great. we got Jordan in the NASCAR culture. I love it. <laughs> Dude, he... Jordan, I'm pretty
0: sure, likes hockey. Like, he likes NASCAR. I'm pretty sure he likes this stuff. Well, he grew up in North Carolina, and like, when Danny Hamlin was talking about it. Yeah, dude. Like, He's yeah, a, like a big Blackhawks fan. Jordan's like a big uh, NASCAR guy. He's like, yeah. asking Hamlin, all these questions and stuff. And I was like, Well, I guess being from North Carolina makes sense because that's a big NASCAR uh, state right there. But yeah. I didn't know he was a Blackhawks fan. I mean, I guess he was just there to support the city of Chicago. I'm pretty sure it was like a fairly big Blackhawks fan. I almost think he had almost like ownership in that team at one point. He plays for the Wizards, and he had like a few – he had ownership of the Capitals at one point. Capitals wait, the Washington Capitals. Yeah. That's what it was then. I guess it fell through or whatever. I mean – Jordan doesn't show up to any Redskins games or any uh, Caps games or national games. I don't see him in D.C. at all. He played for the Wizards. <laughs> so Yeah. yeah. That guy's a different name. We go from Don Shield to uh, Michael Jordan. We're on the GOAT run right now. Greatest athletes ever. Michael Jordan. Who's up? Ma- Michael Jordan, Gretzky. Dennis, Dennis Rodman. Derek Jeter. Like everybody. I saw my coworker tweet this out the other day. He was like, the last dance got me thinking like, who is the Mount Rushmore of the 90s when it comes to sports? And I was like, well, one's Michael Jordan. You can make a case of either Brett Favre or Barry Sanders. Gretzky played in the 90s, right? Yeah, he did. Gretzky played, yeah, 90s. So you have to put Gretzky in there. I don't care about Lemieux. Lemieux was always second. Lemieux is, the, Lemieux is the man. But yeah, Gretzky but just has too many points. He's, got, Gretzky's he's too good, productive. The dude, and then Lemieux is the second dude. Like yeah. you always think of Gretzky first, than that, and then I guess like baseball, Ken Griffey Jr. The two thousands are easy because you have Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Kobe Bryant, and Derek Jeter. Well, like, you have to do one right. from every sport, so NFL, NHL, NBA, and MLB. Good luck with that. Yeah, really. Got pick, to pick one. Uno, uno, uno. I want NASCAR back. Me
1: too, man. Me too. I need I something really, over here. Really, really need to hear I'll watch those cards. UFC fights. Nah, man, that sounds boring. i will watch that shit.
0: I I cannot stand to watch UFC, really. Like I just I think it's only most... I'll
1: only watch if McGregor fights. That,
0: that's the only thing I watch. I'll watch it if I gamble on it and McGregor. <laughs> I just cannot watch it, dude. I just think it's like I think it's so stupid. A lot of people attend those, like the McGregor fight, Tom Brady was in attendance. I, I think, think they I, just go just to go.
1: I've been to a UFC fight I mean it's fun when you're there in person. can you
0: see anything though?
1: Oh I was in like a press box with like a buffet, so I, I don't know When did you go to the when did you go to the fight? I think i was in I think I was like a freshman in high school, and my brother took me really? Where did you go, go though? Who did I watch? I watched Forrest Griffin and Anderson Silva. And Forrest Silva knocked- Griffin and Silva. Yeah. yeah. My Lord. yeah. Silva knocked him out in like the second round. The U, the U- was a beast.
0: beast. Well,
1: Griffin uh, was a legend too. Yeah, they were both really good, but Silva was just untouchable.
0: Those are like the backbone days of the UFC. Like UFC 100, like that was a stack card. like With like Chuck Liddell, Silva. I'm or- watching – I'm watching a light heavyweight boxing match right now from 2018 at MSG. And, like, just the speed of these guys throwing punches is so much different than the heavyweight dudes. Well, dude, they're they're 140, 150 pounds. Of course, they're going to be, like, fast. Like, lightning fast. But, like, I don't know how you would watch a UFC fight because, like, aren't the cages, like, in the way of something? So it's not, like, really clear if you're sitting pretty far away.
1: Are you asking me?
0: Yeah, because you're the one that went.
1: <laughs> I, I, like, I, I don't know. I was up in a press box. I don't know how it's like when you're down by the cages.
0: But you could still see the fight?
1: Yeah, I mean, they had the big TVs that you could watch, and that's what I kid, was paying attention to. But, I mean, if you're watching the fight from up top, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to see. Kid had lobster and champagne in L press box.
0: Could see no. fight perfectly fine.
1: No, I had flex tuna sub. <laughs> mayonnaise? Uh, no, no mayonnaise.
0: Uh, well, they do most of their fighting in Las Vegas, so that's interesting. They came out to the East Coast.
1: Yeah, it was in uh, it was in Philly, Wells Fargo Center. Really? That's oh,
0: shit. That's they crazy. Did one, they did a McGregor fight at MSG one time. I remember I can that, believe that because it was like a fast knockout. I think it was when he won the two championship belts in like two different weight classes. It was that fight. But like, yeah, I haven't heard of them going to Philly, but that was yeah, a long I've... time ago. Yeah. Yo, Wes, how is uh, how is New York now? Is it is it still like completely ghost, like a complete ghost town? Um, are there people coming <laughs> out now? Or no, yeah, people are coming out, but it's like well, businesses are starting to open up. Like restaurants are starting to peel the wood off the doors, so that's a good sign. That's sad, dude. They literally have to board up their fucking place because people are going to rob it. Well, not only that, there's no point of having like the windows to show if you're not open. This has been a rambling bo- podcast. We've been all over the atmosphere. Yeah, we, we really are. We spent 20 minutes talking about like TV crews <laughs> who's good in the. Get, get pissed off. All right. Well, guys, that's all the time we have for today. We thank you for joining us. And if you have any comments or suggestions going forward, give us a message. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think about sports potentially coming back, including NASCAR coming back without Kyle Larson. Um, Make sure you like the Facebook and Twitter pages at BroBench and Facebook is uh, Bench Bros 2019 and Instagram is OriginalBenchBros. Go ahead and check out our website at benchbrosports.com. Forget the at sign, just benchbrosports.com. Um, this podcast is available on Anchor, SoundCloud, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are available. Again, thank you for listening. Last thought.
1: Tell your mother, tell your father, tell your girlfriends, tell your friends, tell your husbands, tell everybody about us. Push the pod. Let everybody know how good we are, how great we are, how we know our shit, and how diverse we are.
0: Also, happy Mother's Day. And
1: Don't happy, happy mother's, Day. mother's Day. Yes, happy Mother's Day.
0: Don't forget the mothers out there. The mothers. Yeah, well, anything. Uh, we love your mothers for you listeners out there because they let you listen to our show. So We love all the moms. <laughs> so, Trailerville, yes, opening soon. Can't wait. Is Kyle
1: Larson allowed in Trailerville? No, I mean, you not. can't. You can't go from such a heartwarming Mother's Day blessing that we just gave to Trailerville. You can't do that. I have to that. say this you all the time. Can, you NASCAR. Should have said it before. Now we got people cut. love it.
0: It's so heartfelt. Let's
1: let's do a poll. Who pays attention to NASCAR that listens to the podcast? And if a lot of people do, we'll start that. We'll start the show off with NASCAR. You know how a
0: mom drops a like their daughter off to like their boyfriend or whatever. You're essentially, the mom was driving and dropping the daughter off at like a rundown trailer park. That's what you just did, Anthony. <laughs> well, I'm glad you see it like that. I didn't really see it like
1: that. At that last.
0: mom must be so shook and like. Worried. That mom is,
1: that mom's not picking her daughter up.
0: <laughs> that mom is calling the police right now. Being like, uh, what part of the woods is this? Like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, not much. I mean, we hit it all, and then uh, like you said, Wes, available on Spotify, Apple, our website's up Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're staying active, we're getting things going here. We can't wait to, for us sports to get back as well. So, yeah, we'll post the ants, bumble, and Tinder pages shortly on one of the blog posts. So, yeah, you're, and you you gotta, you're still on that, you got it. <laughs> dude. Got uh, what is it? The one that you made for me, Wes. What? I made one for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you made Bumble, Twitter. Uh, no, not Tinder. Uh, what was the other one? Plenty Fish. Aim. Matches.com, aim, wow, you're, you're AOL. You're on all that Facebook Marketplace. Holy shit, dude! You gotta get on all of it. On marketplace. Facebook, marketplace. Mar- market,
1: marketplace is where it's at.
0: MySpace. <laughs> MySpace. Yeah, keep
1: keep open a MySpace account. Nah boy, not all that stuff.
0: He doesn't even have uh, friends to put in the top three. So I don't
1: have any friends. I'll i make an account just to be your top top friend.
0: <laughs> don't cheat on him though. You can't do that.
1: Yeah, I you wanna, can't do that. Can't gonna,
0: do that. I'm, all right, I'm listening. a no go. It's a no go. Thank you for listening we hope you join us next time on Bench Bros. We out.